welcome back to Victorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose, and I didn't go to art school, but I still love to learn about art all the time. And I'm Betty. I also didn't go to art school, but I also love learning about art and going to art galleries. And I guess I'm back to getting all of my topics from going to art galleries again. Nature is healing. Betty is back in art galleries constantly. So excited to hear about it. It's great. Yeah, I, I think the last topic that I had was something I saw at the MFA. And so will be this topic. I think I've replaced AGO with MFA. Um, because, ah. you know, naturally, that's what happens. Um, so, I mean, I haven't replaced the AGO. It's just too far for me to get to currently. But uh, the MFA is closer. So I recently went to a show at the Museum of Fine Arts here in Boston. It's just called the Obama Portraits Tour. So this is the portraits that were commissioned by the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C. of Barack and Michelle Obama. That And these were paintings that were unveiled in 2018, and they have been on tour around the country uh, since June 18th, 2021, it actually started in Chicago, uh, and it's ending here in Boston, and it is going to be on, oh yeah, so it's going to be on at the MFA from September 3rd to October 30th, so if you're in the Boston area, you have until just before Halloween to see it, and then after that, it's going to go back to the National Portrait Gallery in DC, so then you can go there to see it after that. So I thought today we would, I would actually kind of introduce everyone to the National Portrait Gallery's collection, because I actually went to see that too back in July. And of course, I didn't see Obama because it was on tour. And now I have seen Obama. So um, I just kind of want to... completed the set. I've completed the set. Um, just FYI, Donald Trump hasn't gotten his painted yet. So, you know, Obama was the last to see of the officially commissioned portraits of the portrait gallery. So yeah, so um, I want to talk a little bit about that and then um, and then kind of come back to talking about the, um, the Obama portraits uh, that are currently on view right now. Amazing. So uh, I did want to start because so I kept on saying, you know, portraits commissioned by the National Portrait Gallery for a reason, because I was actually a little bit confused about this until I looked into it. So when I went to the National Portrait Gallery, I was looking at some of the portraits and I was like, I feel like these, I've seen presidential portraits before. Now, I'm not American, so I know less about presidential portraits probably than the average American, but I, I, I have knowledge of them. So there's actually a collection that most people are probably more familiar with, and that's the White House Historical Association collection. So that's the first link in the show notes. And these are like the official portraits commissioned by the White House. And I believe these are hung in the White House. So if you're looking at them and they seem familiar, that's probably because, I don't know, maybe in shots of the White House, you'll have seen them on a wall, or if you've been to the White House, you probably saw some of these. So that's not the one I'm talking about. So the one I'm talking about and the one I went to see and the one this Obama portrait's from is from the National Portrait Gallery, which is a gallery in Washington, D.C. Um, that's a part of the Smithsonian collection. They 
collect presidential portraits, and some of them are from like past White House collections, but they actually, since 1994, have commissioned their own for every president. Uh, so every president since George H.W. Bush have had their National Portrait Gallery version, uh, which is a different version than the White House version. Because actually, this month, the White House just unveiled their White House version of the Obama portraits. So those are also not the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about the National Portrait Gallery version. I've now said that like 10 times. I hope that's clear. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I, I get, you know, one of them is the White House portrait and one of them is the National Gallery portrait. Yeah. Not what's the difference, but like, why are there two, I guess, is my big question. Yeah. So um, if I'm understanding this correctly, the White House version is like the official portrait. This is their headshot. Like, I guess if you and I have a, a employee ID with our picture on it, this is the president's version of that. Ah. Since Obama, actually, the official portrait is just a picture of them. And so I think so there's like a this tradition of having your portrait painted. But for, you know, the last few decades, you don't really need to do that anymore. You can just take a picture. But there still is a tradition of like having the painting itself as more of a like a ceremonial type of thing but it's no longer required as like a logistical thing to have to have somebody actually paint a picture of you so i i, th I think that is why there is a difference so one is for like logistic reasons and the other one so the national portrait gallery is more like I want to say artistic reasons, like they want to commission something that's not necessarily this like very formal like picture that has a lot of constraint on what you can do with it. There's a little bit more creativity and maybe personality in these. Exactly. And that's why like, and, and that's a part of what I want to talk about. Because again, if you look at the one by the White House a historical association, you'll see, or at least it, it's my opinion that those look more traditional. Like there is somebody sitting there. They're usually some sort of like, you know, background that looks like you're in a studio or inside an office or like something formal. And it's usually like realistically painted. Um, so yeah, would you, would you say the White House collection, like the, it seems more traditional like of a, of a portrait that you would expect oh yeah absolutely they're all just pretty much just standing there or leaning on something or sitting at a desk there's there's only like a couple poses that seem to be for any of them yeah yeah the national portrait gallery is kind of a um, opportunity to not just have like a boring like dude sitting in a chair or standing next to a chair basically and then so but if you if you look at national uh, portrait galleries collection which is in the next um, link the, obviously the ones that they have collected until george hw bush th those some of them were commissioned um, not by the National Portrait Gallery, but by like various other people. Sometimes it's like the president themselves. But if you look at the older ones, they're still pretty boring because, you know, they're just 
pictures of the president that's either it was the one of the official White House portraits or it was commissioned at a time when portraits were more boring <laughs> in general. So I'm actually I'm going to skip uh, pretty much everybody because the first person that I'm going to be talking about is um, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, who was uh, president, I believe, Four times he was president of the U.S. during all of World War II, and then he was reelected, but then he actually died during his last term. And after him, president's terms were limited to just two. Uh, but in any case, this portrait, I guess, to me, is the first one when I look at all of these portraits that look, I want to say, like different from the previous ones. Um, would you like to describe what you see? Yeah, this one is definitely very funky. So you have basically a normal looking portrait where it's a it's you're facing him directly. He's sitting and he's got his hands folded in front of him. He has a cigarette in his hand. <laughs> oh, classic. Um the early 20th century. What you gonna do? And then um, yeah, he's wearing a suit and he kind of has a little bit of a coat over it. And, you know, he's, he's FDR. He's just an old white man. He's kind of looking <laughs> off to the side. But that is only the top half of the portrait. So the back, his background, instead of being kind of like a standard office background kind of thing, uh, is just kind of like an abstract brown splotch behind him and then while he's clearly sitting and has his hands in front of him you can't see anything past his arms there's no real surface that he has his hands on and you can't see the lower half of his body or anything it all just disappears into this like sort of neutral light brown background and then on the basically the bottom half of the portrait are all of these other sets of his hands disembodied from anybody but a bunch of sets of his hands doing things like uh holding his spectacles holding a cigarette again um <laughs> like having various colored pencils in his hands and then on the bottom left hand corner there's base there's this sketch like it's not in color or anything but it's a sketch of an image of fdr at yalta it's the the big three image um there and and you know it's I, oh, oh, I see. Oh, okay. I, I'm putting the pieces together now that I'm looking at his voice. So this full color, like detailed portrait of him, I guess, is taken from this sketch image of him at Yalta um, and then expanded into this larger portrait. And then I don't know what the other hand images are or if they're maybe taken from other images of him at that table because he's clearly wearing this. He has the same ring on and all, they're all clearly all from the same time. Um, so is that what it is? It's just alternates of his hands? Based on the description of this painting, it the hands were different studies. The artist, whose name is Douglas Chander, he, he did a bunch of different studies. So he wasn't sure, I guess, exactly how he wanted the hands to look. There's one with the cigarettes. There's one with the glasses, one with the pens. So I guess he did a bunch of different versions of how he wanted the hands to be for the final portrait before he landed on the cigarette, which I guess he thought was the most representative of FDR. Um, but he ended up including his other sketches in this portrait, maybe just to be like, look at all these other work that I did. <laughs> so, 
Uh, and so here's the thing is like, yeah, I think these days, obviously, you know, including sketches as a part of, you know, some portrait doesn't seem like crazy, but it, and 1945 also is, is not like, this is not the first time somebody has done something like this, obviously. But when you think of an official portrait, you don't immediately think somebody, the artist is going to include their like work in progress, like on the bottom. Uh, but this is an example where he did that, where he included the sketch of um, the, like some of the other studies he did. And so apparently the the one that is of the Yalta conference, he, Chander originally wanted to do a three-person portrait. He wanted to do uh, Winston Churchill, Stalin, and Roosevelt sitting together. And he did this study to practice for that. But apparently Stalin ne- refused. He was like, I don't want to sit for that long or something. And so they never, he never ended up doing the portrait of all three of them. So then I guess, I don't know, he was like, I don't just want to do Winston Churchill and FDR. So he just did FDR in the end. Oof. Yeah. So got rejected by Stalin. <laughs> well, not the worst thing to put on your resume, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so I just kind of want to like start with this one and a couple of other ones to show that basically most portraits of American presidents in these collections are very like formal and traditional. And uh, But as time goes on, like there's different portraits that are kind of breaking out of these traditions. And this one, I would say, is like, it's still pretty realistic, realistically depicted, and it's still a traditional composition. But I guess like in the end, the artist, it it almost looks like an unfinished painting because he didn't finish painting the background and everything. Um, And it kind of shows you that, you know, you don't have to have a completely finished painting for it to be a part of the collection like this still is something that's interesting because it has you know that sketch of the three of them so it contextualizes this pose and then it has all these other versions of his hands that I guess represent who he is I'm gonna assume yeah that is very interesting it almost feels like it's a representation of FDR obviously but it feels more like a representation of the art process than anything particular to him yeah, so um, the next one that I wanted to, or that actually interested me when I was when I saw it at the National Portrait Gallery was um, the portrait of um, JFK, and again, this one is the National uh, Portrait Gallery's version, so I had actually never seen it before. So it is a painting uh, by the artist Elaine de Kooning, and I would say this one is quite different from the uh, previous one. Would you agree? Yeah, this is a very interesting painting. Almost every single one of these portraits is quite realistic, quite detailed. This is done in a completely different style. It's still representational. Uh, it's it's still a portrait. And I would say, go so far even to say it's clearly JFK um, for people who are familiar with what he looked like. But it's much, much more impressionistic. Um, He's sitting in a chair. He's wearing a white shirt and tie and black pants. But the whole background is done in abstract colors, lots of green um, and bright blue and orange highlights. And those abstract colors go in over his body as well. While it is, you know, like, yeah, that's JFK, but he has these sketches of color that the paint looks thick and messy and... 
it's a, a fascinating inclusion uh, surrounded by mostly very realistic paintings. Yeah, exactly. I think this one was like, like the first one I saw of all the paintings, even though there were ones that were not totally traditional looking. This one was just it just became completely different when I saw it in the exhibit. And so this was done by Elaine, Elaine de Kooning um, in 1962. It was apparently commissioned for the Truman Library. Um, and she had um, some se sitting sessions with him in Florida uh, between December 1962 and January 1963. And she ended up actually making like 10 different paintings. Um, this was the only one that was in or that is either in the collection or at least this was the only one that was on view, but she did a bunch of different versions of this. And here's the thing is we'll get to Obama like at the, you know, the end. And there's also people, you know, who are like, Oh, this, you know, this doesn't look like what you would expect. And, um, and I would do just want to say, this is not like the first time that it has happened. And I would say this JFK one is also quite, different and i even at the gallery a lot of people were like whoa like why did they put like something a child painted on the wall of the <laughs> national gallery <laughs> like, wow that's so rude <laughs> i know and i'm like oh, excuse you this is by elaine de kooning like what <laughs> like, so, <laughs> but, but you know i i, I like ex abstract expressionism i can understand that there may be a, a lot of people who are not into it uh which is fine because art is subjective but um i guess like yeah like what you know what are your thoughts on this being as a part of a collection you know of quite looking sorry quite different looking um pictures of presidents just on an aesthetic level i really like it i think it looks very fun and cool and so I, I like it on a visual level and it also makes sense to me I think because I think it would be really weird if like Calvin Coolidge had a portrait <laughs> like this yeah. you know yeah but it's it but it's it's JFK and so he was first of all he's like one of the most famous presidents ever um, because he was assassinated. I don't know why I laughed when I said that. It's not funny that he was assassinated. It's just funny that I, the way that I hesitated to say that for some reason, as if it was a spoiler to someone. It was in 1963. Anyway, um, and he also was like, he was so young. And I mean, like, I don't have any particular fondness for JFK, but I know that, like, it, his assassination was a very impactful event for the country as a whole. So it kind of makes sense that he would have a portrait that stands out so much. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, the fact that, like, he was young and kind of i i believe like represented kind of like this sense of like like energy and youthfulness and 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 i think this makes sense because it does kind of characterize that type of like energy and that he is you know or he at least was to many people like like brought like a different feel i guess like to the presidency yeah, definitely a much different energy. It seemed then. I mean, the pre the previous president was Eisenhower. You know, yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's a very it's it's a severe tone shift. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. So then, actually, this leads us to the next guy, 
And this one, I actually really just kind of wanted to tell a funny story about this, but um, but it, oh great, yeah. So, what would you like to describe this portrait of uh, Linda B. Johnson? Sure. This one is definitely much more traditional. It's a more traditional style. Uh, he's holding a book here. Let me zoom in for a sec. Yeah. It's History of the United States. Mm-hmm. Creative. <laughs> It appears that he's standing on a stone balcony somewhere, and the Capitol building is in the background with a beautiful sunset behind them. So there you go. Well, so, yeah, I think, again, this one is, you know, it's it's a little bit different because a lot of, or I think most of the previous ones, the president is sitting inside or it's in like a blank background. Um, but I just thought this was really funny because when I read the description of this painting at the National Gallery, so apparently after it was done by the artist Peter Hurd, <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson declared it as the ugliest thing I ever saw. And he returned the painting to the artist to keep and the artist kept it then donated it to the National Portrait Gallery, but said, don't exhibit it until he leaves office. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's like a it's a little silly looking. The fact that he's holding a book that's just titled History of the United States is very funny to me. But it seems like it's a perfectly legit depiction of what the man looked like yeah and um, the thing is he's not even that ugly (laughs) so i don't i don't know so if yeah because i'm like the painting isn't poorly painted and it's actually pretty nice like you know just i just thought it was funny that he hated it so much he gave it back to the artist and then the artist later gave it to the portrait gallery but said just wait until he's gone because he was not happy with this so kind of skipping forward uh another few decades um i do want to get to the obama ones so uh, i did just i put the picture of george w bush in there uh to kind of also show so basically ever since they started commissioning portraits again a lot of these have been more casual and they more abstract and the george w bush one definitely is one of the more traditional ones but as you can see like he's he's in like a very casual environment he's it looks like he's in a house there's a vase behind him he's sitting like very relaxed and um in a casual way like he's not wearing a tie this collection isn't meant to be like a serious collection where you know they're sitting in a suit and tie in an office like it is it's meant to be a lot more casual so and and i think that's important to understand when when you get when we get to looking at obama's because i think what i what i saw like in the description of the uh of the show and also just what i've seen people say you know about the obama portraits is like oh this is so different and not traditional and it's like but if yes if you're comparing to the official white house portraits definitely this is different but if you're looking at if you look at the collection of this entire uh, of the entire national portrait galleries collection in my opinion anyway it's not that far of a deviation from where it's been for the last few decades it's definitely a creative portrait and it definitely stands out but does it stand out as in like oh my god it's it's a deviation from everything that's come before it's like oh most of these portraits are more traditional, but in the recent decades, we've gotten creative with it. And here is another entry into a, a different kind of portrait style. 
so yeah, that now we have come to the Obama portraits. And so these, uh, Barack Obama's portrait was by um, an artist named Kahinde Wiley. And Michelle Obama is by uh, Amy Sherald. And they are the first African-American artists to paint a portrait in this collection. Um, And uh, many people probably have already seen these. But I do want to say and I'm sure I've said this on this podcast multiple times, these two paintings are an an example of paintings that, in my opinion, the computer screen does not do it justice. Like, you have to go see it in person. Because I I think, like, when I first saw pictures of them on the internet, I was like, oh, okay, these are interesting. They look, you know, like they they have interesting styles. But I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, But when I saw both of these in real life, and they're huge, I went, like, up to as close as I was allowed to go. And I looked at them for, like, like 15 minutes each because I was just like, wow, like, this is just not the same experience so i i definitely would say um you know anybody who has a chance to see this whether you're in boston recently or in the future in dc um yeah like i think i think they really should be experienced in person but obviously in absence of that we will look at the as high res as possible imagery on the computer i haven't seen these in person and so i can't comment on what it's like to see these in person but i do know that they're they're really big, right? Like that is, I think I assume that's part of it is that the sheer scale of these portraits is not able to be captured by looking at it on a computer screen. Yeah, for sure. And and especially uh, Wiley's portrait of Barack Obama is really, really detailed. And he is, Wiley's known for painting really detailed um, portraits. And there's actually another portrait right now at uh, the Museum of Fine Arts that's in the American collection by Wiley that I think is also worth looking at. It's a similar thing. It's a huge portrait um, of a young man. And it's just, there's so many intricate little details that you see when you're looking at it up close that um, it, that's just difficult to experience at a distance. And so, yeah, so like that's a part of his style. Um, but anyway, I guess um, I, let's uh, start with uh, Barack Obama's. Do you have any immediate reactions or if you want to kind of describe what you're seeing? Great colors is, I think, the first thing that hits me. Um, it, I think it's in a way uh, it reminds me of JFK's portrait because it he is sitting in a chair and the background is extremely green. Um it is a, a realistic portrait of him uh, wearing a, a suit with no tie, uh, but he's sitting on a chair, on like a, a dark wood chair, and kind of leaning forward on his knees a little bit. Um, there still is definitely a bit of stylization to the depiction of Obama, uh, but it is definitely like a very realistic painting. However, the background is what makes this portrait so creative. Instead of having presumably whatever real background was behind him when he sat in this chair the entire thing is leaves that it's very green and lush and there are flowers in as well several different types of flowers who are peeking out throughout the leaves there's aren't a ton of flowers um, but they kind of are sprinkled throughout it and they're mostly behind him but a few of them are kind of starting to peek over him almost as if 
to give the image that he's been sitting in this chair for so long that the leaves are starting to grow over his feet. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. He has a very serious expression on his face, but he's sit- sitting in such a lush and beautiful environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize until like I saw the show, the, the flowers um, actually represent three different types of flowers. So there's the uh, chrysanthemums, which is the official flower of Chicago, which I didn't know. But mm. uh, so that is where um, Barack Obama is from. And uh, but then the jazz, there's the jasmine flower, which is um, which evokes Hawaii, which is where he spent the majority of his childhood. And then there's also the African blue lily, which is uh, sim- symbolic for his late father from Kenya. So it's kind of a Barack Obama's like childhood and background um, and life kind of in one image, but instead of, you know, pictures of Chicago and Hawaii and Kenya, they're represented by flowers. It would be very funny if it was just pictures in a little collage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like like Lyndon B. Johnson's, but instead of the Capitol, instead of DC, it's like every place Barack Obama has lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, that would be <clears throat> a little bit too literal. Um but anyway, so um, and I think it's just the in, inter- interesting thing to know about the background of um, Kahinde Wally is that so he uh, he's known for uh, taking inspiration from European portraiture. So he uh, is inspired by painters like Thomas Gainsborough, um, Joshua Reynolds, and also Titian. Um, and but and so he's really into like vibrant portraits and paintings that are very dynamic, but. Obviously, instead of painting European subject matter, he usually is painting um, an African-American person. Um, And the interesting thing is most of his uh, most of the people in his paintings are actually anonymous, like they're not meant to be any specific person, Uh, although he has Mm. painted famous people like Michael Jackson and LL Cool J, apparently. Um, But. Other than that, a lot of them are anonymous. Um, but in any case, it's like he likes to kind of play on these compositions and styles that are traditionally European, but then the subject ma- subject matter isn't. Oh, that is very interesting. The um, actually, so on the right side of the the painting that I or the picture that I put in the show notes is uh, Michelle Obama's portrait. Would you like to describe your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is also quite interesting. It's done in, I would say, quite a different style um, as the Barack Obama portrait. This one, uh, the the whole background is just a flat, pale blue. And then there is a basically a full body portrait of Michelle Obama. Um, She has a very long flowing dress on that's white, but has black, some black shapes on it. And then also some stripes of pink and yellow in red in uh, these little bursts of pattern um, that appear on the dress. But the bulk of the dress is white. And then she, it looks like she maybe is, sitting or crouching in some way you can't really tell because her dress is so flowing and long it takes up all it goes all the way to the bottom of the portrait but she has one of her uh hands under her chin and the other draped over one of her knees and she's looking right at the person viewing it um the colors of her skin and hair are also very blue and muted so 
Um, it almost it's like a blue filter has been put over the whole thing almost. And she too uh, is just kind of looking at the viewer with a quite serious expression on her face. Oh, and she has a nail nails that match the background color. Oh yeah, that's a ni- wow. nice little touch. I didn't even notice that. Oh. Nice. Um, yeah, so this artist, um, Amy Sherald, she, again, this is in the style that she normally paints in as well. And she pretty much also paints um, all of her subject matter with a flat or solid color background. And even though, obviously, the sitter. So it, I did actually see a picture, a photograph of the, the study for this uh, for this painting. And the like actual background is like, in like a forest um but obviously that has been taken out and it is now a flat blue and um amy sherald's her figures so she also usually paints a lot of african-american figures but i believe almost all of her paintings the skin tone is monochromatic or it's in shades of gray and apparently her inspiration is actually old black and white photographs so it's kind of interesting, like, I think how, you know, like, photograph, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, like, photographs have really, like, replaced modern, or is the need for, uh, like, realistic looking portraits. Um, but here's an artist who actually is using black and white photographs as inspiration for her paintings. Oh, that is interesting. What a marriage of old and new in the portrait world yeah so it's interesting because it's it's almost like she's like in in a way like when i when i was like when i look at some of her other works and even including this one of michelle obama like they seem to be looking like an old not not that she looks old as a person but like an old looking like picture but I was like, I don't really know why it feels that way, but I think it's because she's like evoking that tone of like old photographs. Um, So anyway, um, it's an interesting style, I think. Yeah, it absolutely is. I like, obviously, you know, a lot of these works are, you know, the artists have like different ways that they're expressing things, but obviously these are two pictures of people who had, you know, tremendous leadership and power and status. And I think really the question um, that this particular show was posing uh, is, you know, what comes to mind when it comes to, like, when what comes to mind when you think of, like, an image of a leader? And obviously that can be many different things. And, of course, like, these paintings, as well as some of the other previous ones I talked about of other presidents, you know, people have said, oh, you know, this doesn't look like it, it like, it's too casual or it looks like a kid painted it or whatever. It doesn't look like uh, it's suitable for a leader. Um, but, you know, obviously there's, there's different representations of leadership and there's different representations of these people who have complex backgrounds. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think so one of the questions that the uh, or one of the uh, aspects of this exhibition the MFA did was they asked like people around the world or basically they had this program where different schools around the world would draw a picture of who they think is a leader and and draw it in a style or in a way to to represent this person and it turns out not everyone even represented a person um so i think there were like 6000 or 
something like submissions to this particular call for 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 portraits and you know people painted uh everything from like queen elizabeth to uh ruth bader ginsburg to their mom uh to like einstein someone just painted an eagle like just the, the Amer- <laughs> with an american flag behind them <laughs> so and uh there's also um like someone they met on a boat in Boston. Um, someone painted actually our, the current mayor of uh, Boston, Michelle Wu. Uh, a bunch of people painted themselves. Some people painted Pokemon and SpongeBob <laughs> and their cat <laughs> and uh, a, a Peppa Pig. Like, honestly, if you could think, like, I saw one that's just like a rainbow or like a boat. <laughs> so I am obsessed with the fact that more than one child. Uh, did Pikachu? <laughs> yeah, and, so, and actually, there, yeah, the, there were multiple instances of like more than one person did the same like fictional character. <laughs> so that's great. I love kids. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, so yeah, like I guess Quinn, if you were to participate in this and uh, draw a picture or paint a picture of your. Uh, thoughts of what represents leadership or someone who represents leadership uh, who or what would you paint I am so tempted to start listing Pokemon (laughs) (laughs) but if I was to answer this question sincerely (laughs) I think that the leaders that strike me as the most inspiring and aspirational are I think that often like my mind first goes to young activists, especially people who have been dedicated to a cause from a very young age, like Greta Thunberg and Malala, and these people who enter the international stage um, it, through, it must be said, great tragedy, but also are like, I find very inspirational leaders. Yeah. And actually, in fact, there were, I, I did see a bunch of... Um... Uh, Malala's and Greta um, in the in the uh, exhibition. Um, so I just I obviously the ones I uploaded to Google Drive were like the funny ones because I just I'm yeah. like, <laughs> so I'm like this is hilarious. Like I'm- we have to see this picture that this kid did of me, but super bulk. <laughs> yeah, know, it's great. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I I actually I thought about this question a lot, and you know, there's definitely lots of people in my life who you know I admire, and and that's the thing is like for me, there isn't like I can't really think of like a Michelle Obama uh, like type of person. Like I think a lot of it are people I personally know in my family and people I've worked with, um, and you know, so I'm I'm tempted to say like I I would paint someone I admire like professionally, um, but I think. Ultimately, I'm more tempted, honestly, to paint not an actual person <laughs> because, like, I Pikachu, I, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like, because I, I think, you know, when when I think of like leadership, like, it's not, it's not just one thing or one type of person. Like, obviously, you know, you, you don't have to paint every like idea of leadership into one picture, of course. Um, but I do think, like. Personally, I feel like abstract representations are is what I would do, and and maybe that's just because like I want to avoid painting like somebody who has like controversial controversial backgrounds. Because honestly, like every president, like you said, they've done something like just 
horrible. <laughs> and so I'm like, I feel like I don't want to celebrate that. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the people that were like somebody painted, like somebody put like Genghis Khan. It's like, yeah, he is a leader. But what? No, I know. <laughs> what there were there were people that were like in this that i'm just like that is not like a person who like we should celebrate but i guess the question is leader not necessarily good leader (laughs) so so it's like he did lead but you know i wouldn't say a lot of people were happy about what he did (laughs) yeah hard to think of what to look up to there yeah so like i do think most people drew someone that they looked up to and who knows maybe this person did look up to genghis khan for some reason i have no idea but (laughs) anyway um but i think i much prefer pikachu and squirtle (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing all of this history and art with us betty yeah thank you Uh, And thanks all you all for listening out there. You can find our show notes and links to everything we talked about today at relay.fm slash pictorial. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. You can also find me on Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at ArticulationsV. I'm also on YouTube as Articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, Pictorial Podcasts, where we upload older episodes um, of our audio podcasts with the images um, playing in the video as you watch them. And so when we get to this one, I will definitely try to put in some of these uh, hilarious looking Pokemon and uh, pictures of themselves, but buff. (laughs) Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.